So Donald Trump, of course, making uh, sweeping changes to asylum rules, and no doubt we will hear about them here and feel them here. Um, He has removed protections in a bid to stop claimants from gaming the system. So asylum seekers will no longer be able to, let's say, land in Mexico and then seek asylum and move on to the United States, just like they would not be able to seek asylum in the United States and then come to Canada, which is what has been happening. You know, they're kind of country shopping. In Canada, as we've known, we've seen, what, 40,000 people cross through fencing on these asylum claims in Quebec. So Trump is stopping this practice in the United States. And the big question comes, okay, how does this affect us? Will we also be closing this loophole? Eddie Mammon is a Toronto immigration lawyer, also a policy analyst, also a regular here on Global News Radio. Good to have you, sir. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for having me. So these kind of changes came in over the weekend. People wake up to the headlines. But what do they mean? Like, what's your initial reaction to them? A big deal? Should we be watching here on this side of the border? Uh, absolutely. This is a very, very big deal because uh, Donald Trump may have found a way uh, to shut uh, the border in effect to asylum seekers from South America. And if he's able to do that, there may be increased pressure on our own border to the south uh, with the United States. Right. And so what he has done is basically stop this practice of country shopping. So you can't claim asylum in one country, like you can't go to the United States, decide, oh, I don't like the president, and then, you know, walk on over to Canada. So he's now changed it. But the problem is, as you're saying, we have not changed that loophole, albeit this government has, I think, in a couple of last couple of months have acknowledged that we can't allow this as part of, of our asylum process as well. Right. You'll remember that back in 2002, we signed a safe third country agreement with the United States. It was implemented in 2004. And basically, if if a refugee lands in Canada, he's got to make his claim in Canada. And if he lands first in the United States, he's got to make his, his, his claim there. You can't forum shop and you can't get two kicks at the can. So with that experience, uh, what what Trump is trying to do is exactly the same. So if people from Central America travel through Mexico, which is a signatory to the 1951 Convention on Refugees, they're going to be expected to make a refugee claim in Mexico, and they're going to be ineligible to make a refugee claim in the United States, which is exactly the same trick that Canada Mm -hmm. and the United States pulled off uh, in 2004 to stem um, uh, um, duplicate refugee claims in, in one another's countries. So a lot of people will act, you know, you know, react with outrage because that's what they do when Donald Trump does anything. But it's actually quite a smart way uh, to, to remedy a problem which is being, um, you know, exploited by a lot of people. Um, and, you know, he had some luck um, with Mexico recently because... You know, to get tough on those caravans coming, he he put conditions on Mexico. And because he's done that, it's caused a 28% drop in border crossings. So it can be done. You just have to use a tough hand. That's right. The only sort of weakness in this policy is that the legislation that allowed uh, our safe third country agreement to come in in the United States was that they had to pass legislation in 1996 in the United States, which allowed the safe third country concept where you have a bilateral or multilateral agreement in place. So Canada and the United States signed something in 2002, which allowed our safe third country agreement to be legal in the United States. Now, they don't have such an agreement yet with Mexico, 
But you can bet uh, whatever you want that Mexico's arm is going to be twisted very, very hard to sign a safe third country agreement with the United States, which will then create the bilateral agreement required by the 1996 uh, legislation. And bingo, you have what I think is going to be a solution uh, for Trump's um, uh, refugee problem on the border. Now, I, I should just tell you one thing. For those uh, listeners who are thinking, oh, they're robbing these poor people of their opportunity to make refugee claim, that's not at all the case. They would have to, they would still have a refugee claim, but not in the United States. They're going to have to make it in Mexico or any safe third country that they, they travel through on their way to the United States. In other words, if, if Canada had to be the place where you make a claim, if, if that's where you came from to the United States, Mexico is going to have to be the place where you're going to have to make your refugee claim if you're on the way to the United States. Okay. And so, you know, I don't think under this government we're going to follow the same steps as Trump. But, you know, clearly this is an issue. We've seen the polling on this. This is this is something that angers Canadians that this issue has been able to kind of manifest and get out of control. Where do you see this going as far as, you know, Canada also, you know, sh- you know, changing the loopholes? Um I have seen in the last couple of days some indications in the press that Canada and the United States are, uh, well, the United States is more inclined to discuss a safe third country agreement amendment with Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not convinced by a long shot. There is absolutely no interest, uh, no advantage for the United States uh, to close the loophole. They're benefiting from the loophole. Uh, if they give up that loophole, it's going to cost Canada something. Yeah. The other uh, headline that we saw is this report that uh, random ID checks by immigration officials were, were taking place. A woman had claimed to uh, City TV that her father was stopped and, and she, he was demanded to show his identification, you know, proof of citizenship. And apparently Canadian Border Service, you know, they, the agency confirmed it was in that area at the time. But but they say they don't do random checks. Do they? Well, they weaseled out of that. If you take a look at exactly what their statement was, they said they don't comment on ongoing investigations, which is true. They don't. However, what they didn't say is whether or not there was an ongoing investigation happening in that area or whether they were just hanging around (laughs) uh, a convenience store and basically carting people who might be illegal by because of their looks or their accent or their language. So we don't know that there was an active investigation or not. All we know is they say, that they said is generally we don't talk about our active investigations. What's disturbing is normally uh, when they are asking people for identification, for example, they are looking for a specific individual, a person who uh, meets some sort of physical criteria that is suspected to have uh, contravened the law. Right. But in this situation, from what we're hearing, they're asking men, women, different people. So it doesn't sound to me like this could be part of a specific investigation looking for a specific individual. So I think I, I think what they're doing is uh, going on a fishing expedition, which is not not legal according to our constitution, which prevents people from being arbitrarily uh, detained um, and asked questions for no reason. Yeah, uh, You have to have some basis to ask people 
for their identification and to answer questions. Otherwise, we're in a police state. Yeah. You know, imagine going to a concert, to a show with friends, and all of a sudden, uh, before you go in, you have to show your identification and ask and answer questions about your legal status in Canada. Uh, that's not uh, the kind of state that we've been promised by the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. No, and we all know how we'll, uh, you know police carding went over, so I, I expect this okay. issue will be hanging around for a while until we get some clarity on what exactly, if anything, is happening. Uh, Giddy, I've got to let you go on that note, but I thank you always for your insight. Thank you very much for having me, Alex. Mm, that is Giddy Mammon, Toronto immigration lawyer. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.